far away Let's start story It's where my mama was born It's where I come from It's where my daddy fell in love Not long ago Aloha everyone, this is Larry Camp And welcome to the Nobody Knows Your Story podcast Which just happens to come with a side of Hawaiiana Nobody Knows Your Story is a podcast which I believe will impact each listener in a positive way. As you listen to the experiences that have transformed, shaped, and guided each guest, perhaps you'll better understand your own personal journey. Some will surprise, some will make you question, and some will inspire, but all will leave you in a better place for listening in. As for the Hawaiiana, well, that's just a big part of my life story. So I invite you to check in from time to time, or better still, Add Nobody Knows Your Story to your list of favorite podcasts. You'll enjoy hearing the life experiences of people just like you. We just heard A Kaka Falls by Nathan Awayow. And mid-podcast, we're going to hear North Shore Blues by Willie Kay. I just wanted to mention that A Kaka Falls is a beautiful waterfall on the island of Hawaii. Yeah, the big island. And I actually visited for the first time in 1980, and then I visited again later. Oh, gosh, about 1996, I think, with uh, Rod and Michelle Fawson and my wife, Judy. So a lot of fun. But I just like to throw that in because sometimes I talk about things, then or I mentioned something and we never really talk about it, but it's a, it really is a nice waterfall on the big island. Now, my guest today is a good friend, Dennis Wowie Rosales, who hails from Gallup, New Mexico. I know Wowie pretty good, but one thing I don't know, and I guess we're going to find out in this podcast today, is where Wowie got his nickname. Uh, because that's, I tell you, most of the people that know him, they don't even know his name is Dennis. <laughs> they just know his name is Wowie. So, Wowie, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. How's it going? It's going great. Hey, where'd you get the nickname? My dad named it, named me Wowie. When I was a kid, he used to say, I used to say water Wowie. So he nicknamed me Wowie. So it's been with me for what, 68 years. And I guess not only that, it's not just the nickname you have, but it's also the name of your business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, and we'll talk about that as you tell your story today, but, uh, 
And and I, I guess I mentioned, and you and I know this, but I'll tell the listeners, I spent some time in Gallup all the way back in 1975. I spent six months there. I know it's changed a lot, I'm sure, since then, but we know a couple of the same people. So that was that was kind of fun when, you know, you and I actually met just a couple of years ago and uh, yeah. we've played a lot of softball together since then. And again, I don't want to get ahead and talk too much about your story, but uh, but that's how yeah. we know each other. So again, welcome to the podcast and hey, tell your story, man. Yes, sir. Let's see. I was born in June of 1954, uh, grew up here in Gallup, New Mexico, been here all my life, except when I went to the service back in 1973, right after I graduated. Uh, we had a, we had my birthday party June 14th, and next the next week I was leaving to San Diego, California uh, for boot camp. Yeah, now were and, you Marines? Uh, actually, I was in the Navy. The Navy, okay. Yes, sir. First, I got stationed at Miramar Air Base, which I thought I was going to be able to make the Westpac. But eventually, they moved us to uh, Oceana, Virginia. The, in uh, San Diego, we were, when I was stationed at Miramar Air Base, we were working with the F-4 Phantom. I used to do ordnance, uh, corrosion control, everything else that goes with ordnance. And then what happened is, what was good about it, I could drive home. You know, I could drive home in the weekend, get somebody to do my uh, to do my watch, pay them, and then I would drive home during the weekend, come home, visit, and then drive back. I would stay home for like two days and then drive straight back to San Diego on that Monday and be ready to go. It was nice. It was nice. I loved it. You know, and then eventually when we uh, got transitioned to a new aircraft, which was the F-14 Tomcat, they transferred us to... Uh, Oceana, Virginia, which was okay, but I couldn't drive home anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for but, sure. Uh, then we would go on the aircraft carrier, which was the USS America CVA-66. So I think I made uh, three Mediterranean cruises, got to go to a lot of beautiful, a lot of beautiful uh, countries. Like we went to what? We went in Istanbul, uh, Turkey, Turkey yeah. uh, Rhodes, Greece, Palma, Spain. France. I mean, it was nice. It was nice, but I would rather have done the Westpac. I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to like Japan, China, you know, and that Australia, you know, but it was good. It was a good experience. You know, if, one thing I regret, I, I wish I would have stood in because I would have, I would have retired in 93, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah, the benefits when you think about the military, the military life is difficult, but the benefits are great if you can stay in right. long enough to, you know, do your that's 20 right. or whatever. Yes, sir. So what we would do is, you know, we'd go on the aircraft carrier with our F-14 Tomcat and we would do ordnance, launch aircraft. What I would do is, uh, like say we would do corrosion control and then launching aircraft, we would, uh, while the plane was started, we'd go under the plane, pull the pins off the bombs, show them to the to the pilot. Once we do that, then the plane captain would take over, launch the aircraft. And when the aircraft would land, then uh, we'd put the pins back in the bombs and which was pretty, it was a pretty dangerous job, but it was fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And basically, you know, I was, that's where I first started working out too in the, in the service at Miramar Air Base. Started lifting weights. I didn't know what I was doing, but I, you know, just did it and, and eventually, you know, it stuck with me. 
Okay, but before we get into that, I want to go back. Okay. I want to go back to when you were in, like, uh, you know, growing up in Gallup. So, did you play sports in high school? Uh, actually, I did. I played uh, basically. I played uh, football was my favorite sport. So okay. I, I played football in junior high. You know, high school until I got hurt. I was running the ball. I was I was I was playing quarterback. I was rounding the corner, and I got hit pretty bad on my knee, and then. Messed up my knee pretty bad, so I, I couldn't play anymore. Well, I, okay. I could have, but after that, I just didn't feel like playing. You know? Were you involved in any kind of uh, music at all or playing any band instruments or anything like that? Uh, no. Basically sports. Basically. Okay. All right. And then growing up in Gallup back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, oh, yeah. um, how was that? You know what? Those were the best years of my life. You know, the 60s, the 70s, you know, the 80s. After I got out of the service, I moved I moved to Albuquerque, and I, I stood there for about – I went to school at a trade school. I was going to be a respiratory therapist. What I used to like to do is uh, I used to like to – I used to work out out there, and eventually on Friday nights I would go out and stuff. And eventually what happened is uh, I quit school, and I was working – I was doing roofing. I was uh, also bartending. And finally, I got tired of it. I said, I'm going back home, going back home to Gallup. So I got back home to Gallup. And so, so I decided, yeah, I'm going to just open me a, my own little weight room. So I opened a weight room back in about, I was going to say, 77, 78, which consisted of plastic weights. It was a small, small place. I say about 800 square feet. So that's where I first started my first gym, which was called the Muscle Factory. And also that's where I started my my DJ business. I invested in some uh, disco equipment. I decided to have after hours, which we opened at like two in the morning and we'd go till like seven in the morning dancing all night long. And I would charge people to get in. For a while it was slow, you know, and then, then all of a sudden, it just started getting busy. I mean, we started getting all kinds of people. And on Fridays, we would put up, we would, I would be open with the weight room from Monday to Friday. And then Friday, we would close early, take, move all the weights, get ready for the, for the after hours, set up the DJ stuff. Eventually, what happened is uh, I got shut down because we were too residential. Yeah. So then, too much, too much noise and too much uh, yeah, yeah, promotion we, going on at late hours. We'd be all dancing on the road at seven in the morning. People be passed out in my in my in my building. I'd have to take them home. <laughs> but I never drink. I never smoked. Never did drugs. I've always been drug and alcohol free, no yeah. matter what you know. Yeah, but no, uh, I know that because I know we've been out to eat a number of times, and you'll you know you won't even drink a beer. So I mean, yeah, you've been real good about that. And I think a lot of that's because of your your health conscious and you. Like you said, and I kind of interrupted you a little bit, but you started lifting weights when you were in the Navy, and yes, sir. that's kind of where you got the passion to uh, to, to yep. go that route, right? Yes, sir. And uh, so then what happened is there was a – I opened a gym across the street, which I named the Olympic Gym. And eventually, uh, I used to train there and train people, and then we moved downtown. I went in partnership with a guy. And we moved downtown, and then I guess he wasn't paying the taxes, and I didn't even know that. 
So he was going to shut down the gym. So I said, well, I'll just, I'll just buy you out. So I bought him out and I renamed the gym downtown health club. And I was downtown to about 2003. And then eventually I found the building more, more on the upper part of Gallup on the South end of Gallup with a bigger building, lots of parking. So eventually in 2003, I moved my gym over there, which where I am now. And I've been there ever since. Businesses, you know, for a while their business was kind of rough, but, you know, business has been good now. Well, and you changed the name again. Yeah, we named it to Wally's Gym. (laughs) (laughs) With the the, the DJ service, you know, I've had that since 77, 78. And it's always been Wally's Mobile Sounds, you know, and we're still DJing. Even my son's DJing now. As a matter of fact, last night I DJed for sobriety. For uh, some people from sobriety, they hired me, and it was nice. I blended right in, you know. Yeah. So it's, they had a great good time, but you know, we're always DJing. You know, we're playing for weddings, uh, graduations, whatever. Well, Divorces. your <laughs> your business, yeah, your business, um, the weightlifting. You you also need to mention, or I think you should, that for at least for a while, and I don't know when it was, and it was a while back. But you actually got into bodybuilding too, didn't you? Yes, sir. Bodybuilding and powerlifting. Uh, I think uh, I think I did my first show was Mr. Gallup in 1982, and that was here in Gallup at the Red Rock State Park Auditorium. And uh, it was me, the guy I went into business with, uh, and a lot of other guys, and. It was fun, but I ended up winning Mr. Gallup. And, I, you know, I love bodybuilding and and also powerlifting. I've, you know, we've done a, I've done a lot of power, powerlifting shows, a lot of bodybuilding shows. And I think my last bodybuilding show was in 2015. That was my last show. But now I just train to stay in shape, high cardio, high repetition on weightlifting. Because when you play softball, you don't want to be tight. You don't want to look heavy. So that's why I say, you know, high repetitions. But I should mention that, and I don't know much about bodybuilding or powerlifting, but do they have weight class divisions? I assume they do. Oh, yeah. Like in bodybuilding, it just depends on what sanction you do. There's an OBC, which is a natural sanction. And, you know, that one, it goes... uh, just depending how many uh, in, how many uh, participants they get. If they don't get a lot of them, then then they'll go uh, lightweight, middleweight, and heavyweight. But if they get quite a few, then they go by by body weight. And my competition weight was about one. I want to say one between one forty and one forty five. I will cut down from about one seventy, diet down to about one to about one forty one forty five. That was my competition weight. You know, and I, I competed in two divisions. I would compete with the against the young guys, and then I would compete in the in the master division, which was fifty and over. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I took first place in a lot of cat, you know, in my categories. Sometimes second, sometimes third, but a lot of times, you know, it was always basically first place. You know, it, it was nice. I especially loved the dieting. I think I dieted for like thirty years straight. Just, you know, and eating the same food all the time, chicken, fish. And, I, you know, I made my own diets. 
Like nowadays, you know, these guys like they go to the internet. They, you know, I wish we had that back in our days. You know, but you know, to me, it was like all trial and error. But you know, I liked it. When people meet you now, they uh, especially because when you play softball, if you're in senior softball, I think it starts at age fifty and yeah. it goes on. It's by age classification, so every five years, so you can play down, meaning if you're 65 or 66 or 68, you can play with the 60s or you can play with the 55s or whatever. Yeah. And I remember pl- I remember when I, you and I first played together, we were playing for a team out of Arizona, and it was in the 60s. And so at the time, I was 65 or 64, about ready to turn 65, and I remember thinking I was the oldest guy on the team. And it wasn't until a few games into the tournament, you and I were talking and you told me you were two years older than I was and I couldn't believe it. So <laughs> I only, I mentioned that because your 30 years of dieting and eating right has paid off because you, you look 10, 15 years younger than you are. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely paid yeah. off. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, so let's talk a little bit about, um, again, about your family life growing up. How many siblings do you have, brothers and sisters? Well, actually, I just have a sister. Her name okay. is Teresa. Yeah. Okay. She lives here in Gallup and she, uh, she works at the hospital pathology. Uh-huh. She's married to a doctor and they, they see, they've been married for, I want to say about maybe 20 years or so. Okay. And did you guys, uh, we, did you guys grow up uh, like in a religious uh, family, your parents religious? Well, actually, you know, my, I remember growing up every Sunday, we'd go to church to the Catholic church down the street. You know, with my mom and dad, I remember that going to church and we were brought up Catholic. But uh, to me, religion, it don't matter to me, religion, like my kids, if they want to be whatever they want, it don't matter to me, you know. And like to us, religion is not we we believe in God and everything. And basically, I could say uh, we believe in God. Yep. Under the mango tree, waiting for the sunrise, headed for the North Shore. Whoa, 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 whoa. My body's aching for a freedom ride. The brother's calling me to join them. The party's jamming on the other side, over on the North Shore. The minor birds are leading on the way They're telling me how to get there I'm concentrating on my early drive Driving to the North Shore Under the mango tree Waiting for the sunrise Headed for the North Shore Whoa, 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 whoa I hear the surf calling me Sing it a new song Hit it for the North Shore Whoa, 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 whoa. I wipe my hair away from my eyes I like to feel the wind on my face The salty air begins to make me breathe Down in the North Shore I live my mistress on the surface well she flows, she starts to smile at me I spread my wings and now I'm on my way Riding in the North Shore Under the mango tree Waiting 
talk a little bit about meeting tina um how, oh, okay. how, how did that come about <laughs> <laughs> i was uh i was djing at a nightclub that was back in about in the 80s i want to say 83 but anyway i was uh djing and i happened to see i happened to see her standing outside you know because my dj booth i i can see outside the door and then, then i could see the dance floor so I had a good view of everything. So I saw her. So I said, oh, I decided to go talk to her, you know. So I walked up to her and we started talking. And I was dressed like a cowboy, which I wasn't a cowboy. Cowboy hat, cowboy shirt, pants, buckle, buckle set all around, boot rider, you know, boots, the whole thing, you know. So I come up to her and she looks at me and we start talking. So I told her I was a boot rider, you know. <laughs> But, you know, oh, so you're a bull rider, she says. I go, yep, I'm a bull rider. So so we start talking, and then she was, I think she was like 19. I was 20, 29. I don't, I don't know. But I told her I lied up my age. I told her I was like 24. But, you know, it all paid off because uh, now she tells everybody I was a bullshitter, you know. <laughs> Even though I lied about my age, you know, we were still really compatible. And, you know, we've been together what, almost, what, 38 years now. So yeah, it all yeah. worked out. <laughs> <laughs> and and Tina, yeah, no doubt that she found out you were a bullshitter, not a bull rider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys yeah. have you guys have three kids, four kids? 
We got four. One uh, one boy and three girls. Okay. Anthony, Sherelle, Shalane, and Shandine. At least one of them lives in Las Vegas, right? Uh, Sherelle lives in Las Vegas. She She's a teacher out there. Okay. And then we got two girls that live in Albuquerque. Shalane, she works for human trafficking. As a matter of fact, uh, last week she got a she got an award, you know, for working for human trafficking because she she's you know the person that uh, that nominated her said that she's really a good worker and she's always prompt of what she does. Whenever they tell her to do something, you know, she does it quick and gets it done. You know. So we were proud of her on that. And then we got another daughter, Shandine. She's uh, going to college in in, uh, in Albuquerque and at UNM, and she's going for exercise science. So we know who's going to take over the gym now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, no surprise there that that's what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. So we're well, happy about that. That's great. That's great. And, and I should say that Tina is uh, – is she full Navajo or just part? She's full Navajo. Okay, she's so this she, actually she's not th- from this part of the country of, of New Mexico, Arizona. Oh, she's from a Colorado River Indian tribe in Parker, Arizona. The Crit, they call it the Crit tribe. Okay, she's a warm weathered Indian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know that lots of times you'll do things in Gallup like. I think just was it this weekend or maybe it's coming up. Something I saw an advertisement about the Dene boys playing or something. But oh yeah, we uh, here at our event center, what we do is uh, we do a drug and alcohol free uh, country and western dances with uh, native bands from the reservation. And that's why I brought that up because I know I know that that was uh, a Navajo related type of a thing, and I wondered if that was partially because of Tina. Or if, or if that was just because of you were growing up in Gallup? Uh, what was that? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, we've always done that. We've always uh, we've always done dances. We'd, before my son started helping me, I, I used to do that all the time. I would uh, I would uh, do like car shows and we'd do, dance, we'd do dances like at the Knights of Columbus Hall. We'd bring in bands. Now my son is doing it. He's the one that does that and and he knows all these res bands, you know, just like last night we had a res band. They were called the Country Rebels. And then on Friday night, we had another another band, which is called the Dene Boys. So there's quite a few bands around this uh, the area. And they come from all around the res, you know, from the Crown Point to Hatchie, uh, Shiprock. Uh, I mean, they're from everywhere. Zuni, you know, and some are pretty popular and some are OK. You know what I mean? But there's, and you know, and there's one that's that really brings them. They're called State Line. They're from Arizona, and they really bring in the crowd. So you and know, should, my and my son's the one in charge of that. Yeah, yeah. And we should say that uh, when you say res, that that's short for reservation. Yes, sir. Because Gallup is surrounded by a lot of Native American reservations. Oh yeah. All well, you around. know, you were here. Yep, you, that's exactly it. right. <laughs> yes, sir. I spent a lot yeah, of time out in some of those different, like Zuni and a lot of the communities you just mentioned from Shiprock to Crown Point. I mean, even um, Window Rock, Farmington, you know, Grants. I mean, I've been in all those places and spent time in all those places. So 
and even been down to White River where the Apache Reservation is. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know all those areas. So, yeah. And that's why I wondered if maybe Tina's connection with the Navajo tribe, if that had anything to do with, with you bringing in any of those bands. But it sounds like it's just, just from being in Gallup and just growing up there yourself. Yeah. Yes, sir. And then we also have, like, when we do have the dances, we have a mechanical bull, which we set up, which, uh, you know, it goes with the with the country and western dances. A lot of people have lots of fun. And what's good about it, it's drug and alcohol free. Because Gallup, you know, you got a lot of a lot of, a lot of drinking that goes on here in Gallup. And, you know, and a lot of people are in sobriety and some people don't even like going to the bars. So, you know, which is a good time for them to come to our place and have a nice clean and have nice clean fun. You know sure. what I mean? Yep. And, you know, and that's what we want to provide. You know, good, well, we need, we need places like that too that give you know another option because because like you're right, not everybody wants to go to a bar and hang out. No. So, and you know what? And, and there was a bar right next to us too. And you know, and sometimes some of the the drunks from that bar try to come into our dance, but we we don't let them in because they you know you could you know they're already drunk already and they come in and make trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of them anyway. So, and we have uh, security guards that, you know, walk around, take care of the place, take care of the parking lot. So, you know, everything goes pretty good. Let's talk just a minute about uh, your involvement in softball and how you got started in playing softball. Actually, you know what? I I, never, I didn't start till I was like about 35. And I started playing with the young guys here in Gallup. Eventually what happened is uh, I turned 50. We have a, we have a wood bat uh, league here in Gallup. So I joined the wood bat league and we have a big uh, wood bat tournament that happens on Labor Day weekend. So when I was 50, uh, I was playing and a guy came up to me from Albuquerque and he says, Hey, you should come up to Albuquerque and play in our league. You know, I said, I didn't even know you had a league in Albuquerque. He said, yeah, come on over. I'll get you on a team. You know, I said, so I decided to go over there and I had just turned 50. And so I got there and, and I was just watching and watching the teams play. And the guy came up to me, he says, hey, I got a team for you, you know. And I said, okay, sure, I'll play. And sure enough, you know, once I started playing, I fell in love with senior ball. And I would travel to Albuquerque every Tuesday and Thursday to play softball. Which and is I've like a two-hour drive, is it not? Yep. And I've been doing that since I was 50, and I'm 68 now. Yeah, and which is amazing it. to me. You would drive two hours play softball, and then drive two hours home, and you did it on yes. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes, sir. That's some dedication. <laughs> you know, and what I've noticed, I think I'm better now at 68 than I was at 50. <laughs> I might not be as fast as I was, but I'm smarter running the bases, hitting the ball, you know, catch the ball better, you know. you know. Oh, I do I know. I totally get it because as coming out of baseball – and I played in the baseball league in Farmington, New Mexico yeah. one yeah. summer, and that was a lot of fun. And But coming from baseball, as, as, a, as a softball hitter, you're pretty much a pole hitter. Everything goes to left field. And yeah. in just the last eight or nine years, I have really worked on hitting to right field and hitting up the middle. Yeah. And so I agree with you. I think I'm a better hitter today at 66 than I have been in my whole life when it comes to how to place the ball, where to hit the ball. There you uh, go. You definitely lose some some of your speed of running, yeah. and you you know your reaction time isn't what it used to be, and that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, you're hitting 
that's the last thing to go. And guys can still keep working on it. I, I was talking to a, a guy that I invited out to play last week. He played with me in the eighties and I got, and he moved here to St. George and I talked him into finally coming out and playing. And I said, see that guy pitching? He's 82. And I said, and he's still working on hitting up the middle. <laughs> he's get, I said, he's getting better at it. He's been working on it the last couple of years and he's 82. So oh, I, I just yeah. mentioned that because I know a lot of people that are listening think, well, that must not be very competitive if you're playing with the guys that are 82 and stuff. And and I'll be the first to say, when we play in these, these games on Wednesdays here in St. George, they're just for fun. They're just having That's a good right. time. And yeah. But we work on things. We work on yeah, our hitting. Right. We work on this. And that it's our tournaments, though, that become kind of serious. <laughs> and, you know, and I met a lot of good guys in Albuquerque. I made a lot of friends, mm-hmm. you know, um, as some of them, as we go to tournaments and other teams will ask me to play with them. And I think I played with like 10 different teams already in Albuquerque since I've been playing out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always changing teams. You know, I like trying different teams, meet different guys. You know, but it's all in the fun. That's what it's all about. It's about fun. You know, yeah. it's not about holding grudges against this guy and, oh, this guy that can't catch a ball. Or, you know, who cares? You know, we're out there for fun. And that's what it's all about. You know, that's I the way I and, and you and I have played on teams together and you and I have played against each other. And and when we're on different teams, it's still fun. It's still fun because right. you know we. Then you want to you want to beat your buddy and, and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but yeah I, yeah, I actually prefer it when you're playing on my team, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love playing with you guys. You know, because I wanted to go. I wanted to go to St. George a few weeks ago, but like I said we went to Las Cruces and and man, we made it all the way to the championship. And I was, you know, and. You know how that goes. You got to work up. I remember oh, the yeah. week before we had to work up to play you guys. Yes. Remember that? Yes, in I Vegas. do. I'll, I'll never you forget know? it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, then I had to drive the 50-year-old guys back home. They were, because they had their own team there from Gallup. They're called the Yard Dogs. Usually I play with them, but I decided to play with my 65 because I was coaching that team. But uh, all the Yard Dogs, they were all, they were all hurt. Because they had, you know, they haven't been in a tournament in a long time. Yeah, they played a wood bat here and play it once in a while, but but I had to drive them all back. So which was a long drive from last person. We didn't leave till like I want to say six in the evening. But you know, it, it was good. It was it was fun. Las Cruces was fun. I think the thing that the, the takeaway for this for the listeners is that regardless if you what you do, whether it's pickleball like my wife Judy is yeah. doing now, she's playing a lot of that, or or it's golfing, or it's tennis, or it's running, or it's playing shuffleboard, or or whatever. Just be active and do something. Because, That's right. That's um, what it's life, life's too short, yeah. and you you've been active your yep. entire life. Yep. You know, and like I say, I just want to have to like for for lifting. It's not heavy anymore. It's more of just staying in shape. Basically, that's what it's all about: staying in shape, doing your cardio, high reps, not not doing heavy, and trying to lift that much weight like I used to back in the days. Now it's just staying in shape, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about and staying busy playing softball. <laughs> now I know Tina's not with you today, but if she was there and I said, what do you guys do for vacation? Is she, would she say that it's just all softball tournaments or do you ever go anywhere else? Uh, basically all softball tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> Actually yeah. last week we went to her, uh, we went to her uh, class reunion. Last yeah, week. In, 
in Parker. Yeah. yeah. In Park, Arizona. Yeah. It was a 40 year class reunion. It was nice. She had a real great time. She, she really enjoyed it. And then it was fun for me watching her have a good time, see her friends, you know, and everything. I was so happy for her. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm so glad I had uh, time to take her and, and watch her and have fun. You know, she, mm-hmm. she really loved it. Yeah. How many, how many weekends a, a year do you think you play in softball tournaments somewhere? At least it just depends, you know. Sometimes I want to at least say it two, at least two times a week in a month, at least, you know. Yeah, I'd say that since more. I've known you, that that's. I mean, I always see you posting pictures of some tournament in Phoenix or Las Cruces yeah. or or Flagstaff or somewhere. You're always going somewhere. That's why I said there's not a whole lot of weekends left to take a vacation <laughs> because you're always playing soccer. Sure, yeah, we'll be <laughs> headed to Fountain Hills next weekend. Next Friday, next uh, next Wednesday, we'll play mm-hmm. Thursday and Friday. Now I know we've talked, and I know you've never been to Hawaii, but I know that you guys actually have a trip planned for Hawaii. Of course, yeah, it centers around softball. So what, what's yeah. that about now? Tell me that one again. Uh, well, that one's in. Well, I think in June, a coach from Arizona, from the Batos Viejos, mm-hmm. he wants to. He wants to take. He wants to go to uh, to Hawaii. So I tell him I'm in. You know, I'll go, you know, so we'll see what happens. When I lived in Hawaii, um, we would occasionally get groups coming from the mainland that wanted to play. And it was always oh, kind of fun. Sometimes there would be people on cruise ships, you know, and they would come oh, to Maui wow. for the day and they'd want to yeah. play a softball game. So we'd, we'd meet and play. Yeah, did that a few That's times. Cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going to Hawaii to go play softball, you know, and if not, you know, we don't go. I want to take Tina to Hawaii. We got to go. We gotta go. Yeah, it's a lot we of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of places we need to go. We got. Is there start anything doing... left on your bucket list that you haven't done, Wowie? That you you guys are looking forward to doing, or, or is it just kind of maintaining what you're doing? Actually, you know, my bucket list is uh, I want to invest in an RV and uh, and and move to uh, go to Arizona and be a snowbird mm-hmm. and play softball. That's what I want to do. <laughs> So we'll see what happens. We're, we're 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 thinking of doing it this this coming uh this coming winter. So we'll see what happens. And I can tell you this, having been on the other side of that, somebody who lived in Arizona, I have played in a lot of those teams where the snowbirds come and they play with us. And you'll get yeah. a lot of them from Canada. You'll get them from all over different areas, and they will come there. Usually, they arrive in like October. And they they leave, uh, you know, March or April and go back yeah. to wherever they're from. And during the winter, we have some serious softball going on. That's for sure. Oh yeah. So basically, that's what we 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 wanted. That's on my bucket list. So we'll see what happens. If I can just get everything to get over here with my businesses, we'll see what happens. Very cool. All right. Well, hey, Wowie, I appreciate you taking the time today yes, and, and uh, being on the podcast. I know we've talked about it in the past and we even talked about maybe doing it here in person, but you know, it just worked out today that I had some time because I'm kind of laid up from a little surgery I had. Yes, hopefully my audio sounding okay. I'm I'm having to do it a little differently today, but but I do appreciate you taking the time to Oh, tell you're your story welcome. Here. Yes, sir. And I hope to see you in St. George sooner or later. All right, buddy. Appreciate okay, it. Brother. Thanks again, man. You're welcome. Take care. All right, everyone. Hey, listen, tune back in in two weeks. There's that term I used again, tuning, but that's uh, from the old radio days. But yeah, check back in in two weeks, and we're going to have another interesting story, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh. I love you.
Aloha. What's